What's going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down 123.1, and we are continuing our playthrough of Shin Megami Tensei Strange Journey Redux. Today I have with me Matt. Hello. And uh, yeah, it's been three weeks. So uh, you think uh, we've made a lot of progress. That is a lie. Um, I think we made decent progress, especially for this game. Um, this game seventeen hours in though. Yeah, I'm about I'm about fourteen, I think. Um, what level are you right now? Twenty five. Okay, I'm twenty four. So, um, yeah, this is a very unconventional game. Uh, it's. Are you, you're you're playing on normal? I'm assuming, right? Yeah, playing on normal, and definitely, yeah. uh, definitely, still interested. Not really weirded out, but I'm still finding my feet with the whole way this game is structured. It's like some like I only just figured out I could like move around the map and I could look at other floors and stuff. Oh, you didn't know you can manipulate the map. No, I wasn't. Well, I mean, if you had asked me, I probably would have said yes, but I had just never thought to do it. And uh, I mean, it, it doesn't really add much, but it's it's more just the loops, right? Sometimes I'm I'm trying to plan out like, what am I going to do in my next loop? Is there a section I need to explore? I guess the one thing that's difficult about that is if it's like an unexplored region, you don't know if it's two squares or an entire second half of the map. Yeah. So sometimes it's a little hard to know where I'm going to go in my next, like if I've got 40 minutes to just kind of explore. Yeah. So we left off, we had just entered Boots, the uh, the new universe, world, dimension. dimension. Yeah, that's, the, that's the, I guess. Other dimension? Yeah, the other dimension be the best way to describe it there um and uh it's all like a red light district is what they say um which eventually turns into what looks like a brothel is that what i I thought that's what it was but i thought it was also like a cathedral was it was it not at all cathedral-esque Kinda, I, I can't figure these out. It's like a because you have like silhouettes of like what looks like a stripper or something. Yeah. Um, but then, yet yeah, you're right. It's almost like a cathedral. Um, so, so there was a lot of like stained glass look, but maybe that was just the way they were. Maybe that was like diffuse curtains or something, <laughs> and I was yeah, just I seeing it stained glass. Yeah, I don't know. Very weird to say the least. But, um, yeah, Boots was, is it eight floors? I think it was eight. Yeah, eight floors. And let me tell you something. Once you start going up floors, you're going to run into, like, false floors that make you fall to the previous floor and I cannot tell you how much I raged during that 
because yeah. – oh, go ahead. Does it – it does indicate the hole after you've fallen through it, right? Yes. So it 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 feels to me like a, another way to just extend the expo- exploration. Yeah, it does. Um, and the problem is I think this is just the mechanics of the game because what are you doing in this game? You're exploring a dungeon. You're mapping out this universe. And I get it, but when you just want to progress... And on top of that, you have not actual random encounters, but you have a timer or a step counter of how many steps you can take before you get into a fight. And there's two sides of that coin. One, this is an unexplored floor where I'm going to run into enemies that can kill me in about three turns. Or two, I am running into battles that are completely trivial and it's best just to run away from them. I have. I feel like Karina, the next universe that we're going to, I feel like it's more balanced than this floor. This this dimension was because this dimension was either everything super hard or everything super easy, and I was like, either way, I I want to get out of this battle as fast as possible. You know, it was it was that kind of thing. Um, you're talking about the regular random encounters, not the, not the hidden monsters, right? Yeah, not the hidden monsters. So that's that's one of the things we get in this this uh, dimension is we get the ability to basically scan an area, much like how we scan for resources, and we can uh, we can scan for a monster uh, or a demon encounter. Um, and these these encounters typically are, are a little bit more challenging, um, not always, uh, especially after you level up a couple of times. But um, and they're usually the same creatures, um, maybe changing twice at max. Um, yeah, interesting to. You know, to think that these things like the doors that you can't see or these monsters or the, you know, the forma that you can't detect but is still there, right? It's not like anything about the area changed. It's just that you got an upgrade to your, uh, you know, your suit or your visor to be able to detect these things. Yeah. It's just kind of interesting. The um, I'm reading a book right now about... These kids that take a drug that allows them to see ghosts. And they're just like, holy shit, it's so weird that these ghosts have been here always. And they're seeing centuries and centuries of ghosts. And being able to interact with them now. But they were there the whole time and they just never could see them. And so, you know, it, it, it kind of made me think in my last couple of play sessions. You know, that maybe some of these demons or some of these things quote-unquote spill out into the rest of the world but maybe it's not that they're spilling out maybe it's that they were here the whole time and it's only that something's changed in the world to allow us to to view them or to cause this to happen it's like that movie uh from beyond but once 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 you cross over and you can see them now they see you and now they can come into your world freely (laughs) 
and they're not all and they're not all good (laughs) and that's kind of what this is so one thing i do need to mention is like we've we've been talking about demons and when you say the word demon you think of the evil creature the 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 fallen angel or whatever you want to call it um diablo-esque yeah yeah a demon you know when, when you say the word demon uh so they've always used this in the English versions of the game. Um, the, the the word they're actually referring to in Japanese, I'm pretty sure, is it's daemon, daemon, um, which is just a a term for a supernatural being, um, not necessarily a evil demon kind of thing. Um, but they've always used the word like evil demon for the English translations. Um, And I feel like it gives a little bit more context because, you know, a a pixie is not a evil demon. It is, you know, a supernatural being, something from lore. And that's the crazy thing is that I, I'm sitting like when I play this game, I'm sitting in a hotel room and I have nothing else to do. So when I run into a new monster in this game, I Google search it. Everything in this game is based on some type of lore, whether it be Japanese folklore or uh, Judeo-Christian folklore. Like all this stuff is is based on something in the real world. Um, like the one of the allies, or I, I guess is an ally. He looks like an evil person, but. Um, the angel we run into is actually from, I think, the Old Testament. Hang on a second. How, how do you spell that again? How, how do you spell that guy's name? Uh, M-A-S-T-E-M-A. Fallen Archangel who appears in the Book of Jubilees. There you go. Uh, so he, apparently in the Book of Jubilees, it's, it's a bad guy. <laughs> But uh, it doesn't seem like a bad guy in this game, which I guess we can talk about. So some of the story beats that you get in Boots is you start to try and find um, some of the other crew members um, from, I can't remember the name of the, I can't remember the name of the ship, but we find another ship and we're trying to find some of the crew members. And it seems like the the demons have captured them. And when we finally get to them, we see that they're actually doing experiments on them. Um, fusing them with demons. And turning them into demons themselves. Yeah, I don't, they weren't super clear exactly what was happening, right? But there's definitely a lot of experimentation in the background in this level. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And we actually get captured ourselves and are locked up with um a person from one of the the other ships. But we're visited by uh, this f- fallen angel or angel um who tells us I can get you out of here. 
So we decided to trust him. Well, uh, what's the girl's name that's with us? I can't remember. Uh, the one that doesn't like demons? Yeah. That's what I was getting at. She becomes kind of... I can't remember. But um, she she hates... She doesn't want anything to do with demons. She's seen all her friends get killed by them. She doesn't want to use the program that allows her to summon demons and have them on her team. Um, and I feel like she is a representation of one of the alignments so you can kind of see where these alignments are coming uh Jimenez feels like he's kind of the chaos while I feel like she's more of the neutral and then the angel is more of the law it seems like yeah could be um but we get we're able to escape with the help of this angel that's he busts through the the floor and we go down a level of course and that's where we start running into floors that fall apart and stuff like it's so much fun so much fun and they give you the tiniest little clue that says take the longest path you can or something like that yeah stick to the long long road yeah take the long road and sometimes the long road has floors that damage you when you walk across them so that's that's another part that's fun. So were there any were there any parts in boots where you had to suffer through the damage to get to the next door? I feel I like th- it was always there, but there may have been one or two. I can't remember. Um the most part it was basically telling you not to go that way. Yeah. Well, I don't remember if they hid anything behind one of them. I'm sure there probably was like an item or something like that. Um, but I'm not sure, to be honest with you. Um, I can't really remember. But, um, yeah, um, we talking to these, some demons are talking to us. You know, obviously they want to do experiments on us. One of our crew members that we were looking for who kind of went nuts he gets turned into a demon and we have to fight him. Um, and they're doing these experiments for the boss of this area. Um, and we meet the boss and then we have to come back and coming back to infiltrate this place. This when you realize there's eight floors of this freaking area, <laughs> and there's a there's an elevator, but the elevator's inoperable, and then there's another elevator that's inoperable, and I'm just like, oh my god, this is gonna get confusing, especially when everything kind of looks the same. Yeah, which is where having the maps on the lower screen that you can manipulate is super helpful. But I didn't actually know that until I got to Karina. All right, so you keep saying manipulate. Tell me what you mean by manipulate. You can you can flip up like when you're on a floor, you can flip up to see the next floor. Yeah, sure. It's just to understand. All right, how how do I try to map out my route? Because if I 
if I'm just searching random doors, it's just going to take too long, too many fights, and, you know, it just gets kind of bogged down. Or if I, you know, so, like, cause some of them, you know, maybe more in Karina, but you had, like, three or four different ways to get to the second floor. Yes, and I'm like, correct. shit, I know something's on the second or third floor, but which door do I have to go through to get to that part of that floor? And so the the ability to plan some of that stuff in advance I thought was helpful. Sure, sure. Uh, and and being able to see like this staircase leads to here kind of thing yeah especially it would have been helpful here because knowing that um you know knowing that like the elevator is broken and i'm trying to find these unexplored places to figure out where i can find the switch to reactivate the elevator you know and the fact that there's like split floors and stuff it just it it was a lot of roaming around just kind of randomly until i hit the right thing I wasn't sure. doing it in a very measured way in, in this uh, boots section. Yeah, yeah. I definitely wasn't either. I had to refer to not a fact, because the fact that we have, and the only one that's really available, is not good at telling you where to go. <laughs> um, I had to find this weird, obscure website where this guy, who is obviously a big fan of Shin Megami Tensei games, has mapped out all of them. And I was like, okay, this actually helps me. So I had to follow him. Don't Some ask me. cool midpoints, like when you fight Norris in this level, the, the corrupted crewman. Yeah. And then when you're kind of like dragged into that room, you're like unconscious and then you're, you're kind of in a locked room. I thought that was just kind of cool as something to break up the random explorations. Yeah. Also to kind of, I guess, give you a sense of what the the boss of the level is out to do. Yeah. Trying to get all these specimens to experiment on them. So, do we get access to the womb of grief during this part, or is it when we first go to Karina? That's what I was going to ask you, because I was looking randomly at a fact, and I did not expect that I was going to be shoved off into the womb of grief it wasn't even in the it wasn't even in the walkthrough so I'm like shit I don't know if I did something really wrong here yeah. or if the game is telling me look you're you're not very good at this game or you're not leveled up enough so you need to head over to this practice area and, and buff up a little bit before you head back to the real game so here's the problem we're using a fact for Shin Megami Tensei Strange Journey while we're playing the Redux, all of the Womb of Grief and this other stuff is from just the Redux version. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It wouldn't have been in that. Then. And uh, the the Womb of Grief and this new character that we run into, which I guess we can go ahead and say while we're exploring, we get attacked by a person who knows us. We don't know this person, but they know us. And they straight up murder us. I'm talking kill us to death. <laughs> and we wake up and we've been revived by this. I don't know what she is. Some kind of being. And she tells us we're in the womb of grief. You can leave when you want to, or you can explore this area. Um, and, the person that killed us obviously knows us 
and I get the sense that she is some type of time traveler because she's deliberately trying to kill us to stop us from doing something. And I get the feeling it's some kind of time travel thing. A little bit of Terminator in there. So, as soon as I got access to the Womb of Grief, I decided to explore that first floor. And you can definitely tell they added this to the game to basically say, hey, here's a good place to to grind if you want to. Um, Because I ran into some relatively strong enemies, um, and it seemed like these were also demons that I have not ran into yet. So it seemed like I could capture some of them and use them for fusions and stuff like that. That was kind of weird in the Womb of Grief where it had all the, uh, I don't know what you call them, like the, the the walking teleporters, where it would just like shove you down ten spaces. Yeah, it's almost like a waterfall or something. It looks yeah, like you're stepping like on a water. Puzzle to try and figure out how to get to where you're going, because some ways you can't go against the, the direction of the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I ran into that little guy who looks like a, a a Jack Frost, but he's wearing a Demonica suit. Did you do him? Yeah, I, I think I saw him. So he gives you a hard fight, but if you beat that fight, you're guaranteed to level up at least three times. It's very maybe powerful. I, maybe I didn't do it then. Yeah. Um, and his fights always have like a stipulation. Like, you can't heal or you can't use... Uh, these types of monsters or something like that. So um, it's like a training thing. But um, yeah, that helped me out a lot. I was able to level up a good amount there. And I was like, oh man, am I going to over level myself? And I was thinking, that's not a problem. I'm fine with over leveling. <laughs> Especially in this game. Catch up. You do some more of the, the hidden bosses or the hidden monsters. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, back to the task at hand. We have to go take on the boss. Um, climbing up the floors, finding the elevators, getting the elevators to work, and eventually making it to the eighth floor where we can take on the boss. Um, I was able to beat this boss the first try. I don't know how I did it, but I did. This boss has an ability that is a instant kill. And they did that twice on my my demons. Um, literally, I summoned the demon and it used that ability and killed the demon I just summoned. I'm like, what the hell? That definitely and, happened to me as well. So here, here's the thing, and I have to say this about... I, I've always said this about turn-based RPGs. I love turn-based RPGs. I always have. But there's always, especially with a, with a game like this that's, I, quote, difficult. So the fights in this game are not easy. Um, and it always feels like the enemy AI 
hits you exactly where they need to to ruin your day. Yeah. Um, and this game especially has it. Why would I ever use a status effect ability when I can easily die? The only thing I really need to do is out DPS the enemy team. And I, f- I feel like the fights in this game revolve around that. Doing the, doing more damage than the other guys. And I feel like there's no real strategy involved other than finding the weakness. So you can then do, you know, a co-op attack. Exactly. And having enough people with that same attack that you can get the co-ops in. Exactly. Like, am I wrong in thinking that? Like, I feel like, like, why would I ever choose to have a, a demon that can poison an enemy? Because once again, you can't do status effects on bosses. I said it, I said it last week on the N4G show. I'll say it here. There's only been one series that I've ever seen that actually lets you put status effects on the enemies. And it's the trails series. Trails of Cold Steel was the only game that I remember playing that allowed you to poison, petrify, freaking paralyze all those status effects on a boss. Every other game. You can't do those here, but you can do like attack downs, right? You can't. You can do attack downs. You can do defense downs, stuff like that. But at the end of the day. If I'm, I feel like I'm wasting a turn if I'm not doing damage. Yeah. Like I don't. It, it just, it just feels that way. It feels like I need to kill this guy before he kills me. The end. Like that. That. And that's what my goal is. I feel like for most regular fights, they don't last enough rounds for status effects to matter all that much. But I feel yeah. like bosses with the, you know, defense down or attack down is the only place where I think there's value because if, if it's going to last 12 turns, you know, whatever that effect is, you know, you, by the end of the fight, you should have gotten more out of it than you would have lost by not attacking for that one turn. Sure. And then trying well, to... You could do it, like, straight away, and I think they stack as well in this game, so you could do it two or three times, I guess. Yeah, I think, I think status effects only last three turns, but they stack... Like, if you do defense down, it's maybe 20% defense loss. But if you do it again, it's 20%, you know, like 10%, 20%, that kind of thing. I think it does it like that. I I don't know, though. So, I don't know. I I don't know. I feel like with a game... to me because I feel like I'd want to craft a good support person that could go back and forth between you know, debuffing and boosting and healing my team. If you've got three good attackers, that should do it, but I haven't I haven't crafted the perfect <laughs> complimentary role character like that yet. And also I feel like if I did a couple hours later in the game they'd be somewhat useless anyway and hopefully I could roll those abilities into their successor, but Yeah. I feel like I I've probably gotten more attached to some of the demons in this game than I should have. Not from a 
like story perspective, but just from a they serve this role in my team and I'm just going to keep them there. I probably should be swapping them out a bit more often than I am. Yeah, I only started really fusing toward the end of Boots. And I made the the High Pixie, which is the High Pixie I have is pretty good. She has a wind attack, a lightning attack, a ice attack, and a heal. Um, and resistant to a good amount of elements. Um, I feel like that's a really good one that I did. Um, that was one of the special ones that you could choose for the fusions. Um, and then I've got Jack Frost on my team because anytime he gets hit with ice, he reflects that right back on him. And guess what this boss does? It does ice attacks. Nice. And if I did not have Jack Frost on my team, I would not have won. Oh, that's crazy. I have a Jack Frost, but I barely used him at all. Yeah. The the I, uh... the the demons that can reflect damage back are priceless. Yeah. My the the one demon that I made early in boots has been with me since and that was the the first boss that you fight yeah Morax the kind of the like buffalo headed wizard I don't know what he is but yeah Minotaur looking thing yeah Minotaur looking thing yeah he uh he's been on my team the whole time and I think he reflects physical attacks which is nice both you know the double effect of him not taking the damage and also dealing damage on the opponent's attack that's yeah I I agree. That's that's pretty priceless. Yeah, that sounds really nice. I need to make him. The problem is I I can't get a brute. I never could get him to join my team. Oh. Yeah, I, I've gone through a weird phase. I wasn't doing any recruitment early, and then, and then that was all I was doing, and I was almost not getting into any fights because, basically, I would either get one to join, which was infrequent, or most of the time they would just they would just say no and then leave and then there's no fight to continue yeah and I did that for a long time and actually now the last couple hours I haven't done it at all again because I'm like alright I want to make sure I'm gaining my levels through through all the battles so I probably need to swing the pendulum back a little bit more and try and try and recruit because the team I've got I've had for a, a good chunk of basically all of Karina and I haven't done any any updates really just been leveling slowly leveling that's been me too and Karina but after beating that boss we kind of do the same thing we go back and we do our quantum leap again and go to another dimension dimension of Karina and Karina is modeled after a shopping mall it looks like like a department store one, I guess just because you got the the tape and stuff, and obviously there's no people around. Yeah. Feels like uh, Day of the Dead. Yeah, a little bit. Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead, yeah. Yeah. Um, escalators everywhere, that kind of stuff. Everything's on sale, apparently. Um, and going through Karina... Uh, we actually run into our, our, I guess, our boss, uh, 
pretty quickly uh, because we get a distress signal from another ship. Can't remember which ship it is. Elv. We, El Elva. The Elv. How you say it? it's the E L V E, right? Yeah, I think it's just the Elv. Elv. Sounds too much like Elf. Yeah. But uh, when we find the ship, um, there's this very large pig-looking demon that has absorbed, like swallowed it, and is yeah, sucking. Still see it. Yeah, you can still see it, and it's it's sucking everything in this world, like eating everything in this world. Um, so we're like, oh crap. Uh, Jimenez, he shows up and, uh, his, uh, his little demon buddy that he's had with him gets sucked in too. <laughs> he's not happy about that. Um, but we have to that retreat. Kind of a cool part at the end of Boots when you like rescue him. That's right. That's right. He, uh, he he doesn't necessarily get kidnapped. He he he's gung ho. He's too gung ho, right? Yeah, well, because he was he was being experimented on. We thought it was a person, I think. Yeah. And then it turns out, like the big reveal is, it's not. It's a demon. But then, it's not really a demon. It's like a half demon. Yeah, half demon, half human thing. But um, he he takes it under his wing, and um. Well, his little demon friend gets sucked into this new boss. Yeah, Horkos. Horkos, the, uh, the the pig demon. So we have to retreat, otherwise we're going to get swallowed in too. There's an issue. Um, we can't do any damage to it because since he sucked in the ship, it's using the ship's like plasma shield. So we can't do any damage to it. But we run into our old fallen angel friend again, and he has an idea. We need to go get this item, and we can create a weapon with it. Um, I guess it's a, a demon shooting weapon. I don't know. It, it, it's almost like a bazooka-looking thing. It's weird. They call it the Horkos Buster. Yeah, the and Horkos it, uh... Buster. It shoots orange smoke rings. <laughs> yeah. Best way I can describe it. So, um, I can't remember where we have to go to get the, the item for him to make it. But he gives us, we get the item and then we can take it back to the lab and they make the, the gun out of it. We have to give two demons to Mastama. That's it. That's who gives it. us the crystal that they call the shibboleth. And this is all. This all seemed really random to me. I was like, "What are we doing here?" Mastama takes two demons and gets a crystal. Then we take a crystal back to the ship to create. Um, is it a? Is it a gun? I think it's not a gun. I think it, they create something else that we fuse with a gun, right? No, I think he creates the gun. Right. directly. I think he does. And now we can damage him. So we go back to where he was. We shoot him with it. And he runs away. We gotta go find him. 
Well, we find a we get a, 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 a like an enemy signal coming from the room where the angel was. Go back down there, do the whole thing again. He runs away again, but he drops something. Pick it up, <laughs> take it back to the ship. We now have an upgrade to our suit where we can now open level two doors. So now we have the ability to explore even more of this area. And interestingly, locked doors in other areas. Yes. So we can return to previous areas and open the level two doors there as well. Uh, I have not done that. I only did a little bit. I went back to the womb of grief and just explored a little bit, opened a door, but didn't find anything yet. Gotcha. But, um, yeah, uh, Matt, you, you made it a little bit farther than I did. That's where I stopped. But uh, you said you had to shoot him t- two more times. And then he runs away and it's mission over. So, essentially, we've seen the boss here four times by that point and haven't really fought him at all in a normal fight because we're just using this, you know, one-shot weakening weapon. So I assume the next time, the fifth time you see him, will be the charm, and we'll actually get a real boss fight. Yeah, I think that's what's probably going to end up happening. But yeah, that's where I stopped. Because I was wandering around this area trying to find level 2 doors, and I couldn't find any doors. All the doors led to nothing. Yeah. But well, luckily, the thing I worry about at this game at the moment is the ratio of grinding to feeling like I'm progressing. It's a lot of wandering around these dungeons, and I don't dislike that. I actually, you know, I, I, I get a pretty good sense of accomplishment just closing out a floor. I'm like, yep, I've seen everything on this floor. I can move on. I'm just, I'm, I'm mildly in the back of my mind worried that that's going to wear thin after another 10 or 12 hours of it. Yeah. Which is why I I had I said at the beginning of this where we can hold our reserves on if we want to finish this game or not because I get the feeling it will turn into that because I looked at the fact we're not even close to halfway through this game and I'm already twelve hours in you're fourteen hours in or no I'm fourteen uh, hours I'm, in yeah you're fourteen I'm seventeen yeah. And I'm just like, you know, I think there's probably nine or ten dimensions you got to go through. And I'm just like, oh boy. Three. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how we feel. Hopefully, hopefully it picks back up a little bit. Um, and, and if need be, I will turn the difficulty down. You can change it at any time. So, and I don't think I've, I've, I've found the game difficult. It's the, like you said, the aimless wandering. And then, you know, it doesn't help the fact that you're going onto floors that then drop you to another floor and you're like, oh good. And all it does is lead to like a forma that I can scan and I'm like, oh boy, what a waste. I do think you get a little bit more story. There was one interesting story beat that happened after after that fourth 
shot at Horkos, you get a couple of interesting story beats. So maybe save those for next time. But it's uh, given me some hope that there's more to the game than just going through nine or ten levels, beating the end boss, and saying, hurrah, we saved the world. Right. Well, hopefully. I can't help but compare it back to Persona, where when I was in the dungeons, I was enjoying it and also looking forward to the social aspect. And then when I was doing the social aspects, I was enjoying it, looking forward to getting back to the dungeon. Here, it's like just dungeon. Yeah. And so I, I feel like there's... The, it lacks the balance that Persona had for me. Sure, sure. So we got two emails. Um, you'll have to excuse me. Some of these emails are old because they've been sitting in my inbox for a while. Uh, first email comes in from Jamie. And uh, it's titled, uh, Finding Paradise, A Response. <laughs> it says, Hi, guys. So, okay, I was angry when I emailed you last time, but I'm not sure that ending changes things for me. The part that bothers me is that he even signed up for this to begin with. Just the fact that he put his family through feeling like they might not have uh, fulfilled him. It doesn't really change anything for me that he didn't know what he wanted to change or that he wanted to tell his imaginary friend about how awesome his life was. For me, it was just the fact that he thought of doing this at all was offensive. Anything past that doesn't really matter. If my loved ones thought for just one moment that I wanted to erase them, the damage is done. Now, if it was marketed uh, to just let you live out some fantasy you could have never have done in life, like walk again if you'd been paralyzed or do something dangerous you'd never done before, like cliff diving or something such, or live out a fantasy of having one last conversation with someone you lost, I get that. But he let them think that they didn't make him happy, and to me that's unforgivable. Next time I play along, it's going to be something less deep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, those games are deep. Those games will make you think. Yeah, and I, I can definitely see. I don't know why that he, you know, I guess if he had some more clarity and he could have avoided causing those feelings, then, then yeah, maybe it, it would have made it would have been easier on them and made more sense for him, but yeah, that's, that's, that's a good point. The last thing I'd want to do when I was on my deathbed and wouldn't be able to talk to any of my loved ones again is make them think that I didn't like them or that I wanted to erase them from my memory. Pretty damaging. Yeah. Our next email comes in from Dustin. It's titled, What a Strange Journey. Said, hey guys, I've been able, I haven't been able to play much and I'm pretty, still pretty far behind, but once Final Fantasy 16 comes out, all hope will be lost for me to catch up. I don't have much of a history with this game. I saw it was one of the 3DS games you should pick up, so I did. Only familiarity I have with the, this game is playing the Persona series. I didn't even know it was a dungeon crawler at first, and I was under the impression it was in space and not in Antarctica, with a gateway straight to Dimension X. Most dungeon crawlers I bounce off of hard, but most dungeon crawlers I tried to play when I was a kid. The first one I actually played all the way through was the NES game titled 
Princess Tomato in the Salad Kingdom. I have never heard of this game before in my life. It makes me think of Commander Keen, though, where you've got a lot of you being chased around by broccoli. (laughs) Uh, It says, I freaking loved it. Uh, The end dungeon got a little confusing, so I had to look up a fact, but that was the game, the dungeon crawler, finally clicked with me. So starting off Strange Journey, the opening was a mouthful. Long dialogue sections setting up the ridiculous story and taking time to talk to your shipmates. I think I got into my first fight 30 minutes into starting, maybe. I'm glad I've played Persona 3 through 5, so I know what most spells do without guessing, and I'm already familiar with most of the monster designs. The first four missions when you're finally in the dungeon weren't so bad. I caught a couple of demons right away and made a fusion as soon as that unlocked. After the first fusion, I was having trouble getting more demons. I had one demon, the angel, that uh, took a bunch of stuff from me, and when it came to decision time, she bailed. Like, what the hell? Other demons I caught before I was screaming up, screwing up conversations with them. The first time I ran into an Oni, he wouldn't join my party since I was one level lower than him. Also, do you have to give them everything they ask, or is it a guessing game too? I just give them everything without hesitation. That's a good question. I don't know. Giving them everything up until when they ask for things that I can't give them. Yeah, same for me. You know, and, and then I say no, and they're like, oh, I was just joking anyway. Yeah. See, I beat the first area, and I only had six demons. I did the boss fight with Oni, Sandman, and Angel. I think I was level 10, and the other demons were level 8 or 9. I didn't think it was that bad, and I have to give have to disagree with Drew on gaining XP when your characters are dead. If he thinks that is bad, he's not going to like Octopath, since none of your non-party members gain any XP alive or dead, and you need all of them leveled to finish the final area. And by that time, you have four strong characters and four stragglers, so you're basically forced to grind to finish the game. That sounds like garbage to me. Anyway, the last mission in the first area, each floor kept getting harder and harder, and I had to bail once or twice to go back and get some better gear and sub-apps. The field save is really handy after gaining a new demon or getting past an event. It lets you play a little more aggressively on exploring, too. I've been using skills on most fights and heal uh, with a lot of items and run away when it gets sketchy. I feel like I'm always out of money, too, so that's why I don't have more than one sub-app. I actually only have one right now, and that's one that doesn't give me a game over if the main character dies, which is nice. I do, however, have all my gear upgraded and have one accessory that boosts hit points. I do plan on finishing this game, but seeing as I might be getting sidetracked with all the new games that come out, uh, I might have to finish this in the winter. Till next time, Dustin. Yeah, this is going to be a long haul. It's a long haul. The only thing, maybe for more money, I don't actually use any items for healing. I just use the my non-party characters' healing spells. Uh, yeah, me too. That way, when you go back and whether they level up, you basically get a bunch of free healing. That way, feels yeah. like. Yep. But yeah, I think I think I have all my gear leveled up. As much as I can. See, I I I can buy better gear, but the problem is, is like, 
do I buy based on better damage or do I buy based on the element that it can shoot or do I say why not buy all of them I, I use the highest damage prevention for my base but then if you get a particularly difficult fight I, I've never actually tried changing gear in the field but I assume you could just swap on a different different vest and then be ready to go for that new fight yeah technically I mean, I, 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 tonight I just unlocked um, a new Demonica suit that's like way better defense than what I have, but it's also like weak to gun. And I'm like, okay, well, what's the trade-off here, you know? Well, I almost I want... feel like if I knew what a, a boss was going to be, I would spend that whole level gearing up for it. That's... Right. You know, should I? I feel like that's... I mean, I guess I don't really care about cheating per se, but... I mean, at this point, I don't have time not to cheat. I look at a fact. I do. I do when I get stuck, but I'm not like... I would change my whole play style if I start saying, alright, what's the worst fight in this level, hardest fight, and what what exactly do I need to get through it? I mean, maybe I'll just do that, because there's no reason not to. I mean, the, the problem is, is like, especially when it comes to the boss fights, if you if you come in not prepared, that boss fight's going to last all of three rounds and you're dead. Yeah. And I've learned nothing other than, well, he does wind attacks and I'm weak to wind. You know, that's that's about it. Um, I don't know. I... I could go in blind, but I feel like that's yet another trial and error mechanic in a game that's full of trial and error mechanics. So, cheat away, if you ask me. The one thing I'm not doing is summoning demons using passwords, because apparently there is a password for every demon in this game. I saw that. And I'm just like... That 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 kind of is cheating, like straight up. I could just get the the best demon in the game and be like, eh, I win, you know. <laughs> so, but thank you both for those emails. Um, sorry it took so long to get to them, but we got to them eventually. If you would like to send an email, it's drew at ztgd dot com. You can also tweet to us. I guess tweet to us. I. I barely use Twitter anymore. Everybody's moving to other social medias. I don't care to. So I'm going to stay on Twitter, but probably not use it much unless you're like sending me a DM. Um, but it's uh, at DML Fury. Matt is at REMGS. And the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. But uh, yeah. That's it for us. Made some decent progress. I'm going to try to make some more. I'm going to try and get through Karina at least. Probably move on to the next one. Um, but until next time. Whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, whatever it is. It's probably some weird area that's got another weird area inside of it. So, we'll see. But like I said, until next time, I'm Drew. And we're out of here. You guys have a great week, and we'll be back with 
the continuation of Strange Journey. Thank you.